Welcome to God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. Reach him at God's Five Minutes at gmail.com. Now, here's Ed Wilson with God's Five Minutes. Hello, friends. 1 John 5, 4 reads, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. No New Testament writer uses the metaphors of combat and victory as much as this gentle Apostle John. In none of their writings does the victory trumpet sound in the use of that word overcometh so constantly as it does in those of the very Apostle of Love. And just as characteristic of John's writings is the emphasis he places on quiet meditation about Jesus' life and abiding in Him. These two concepts of the Christian life appear to conflict, but they do not. There is no doubt where John learned the phrase. He had heard it at a time and place which stamped it on his memory forever. Be of good cheer, I have overcome the world, said Christ, an hour before Gethsemane. Long years since then had taught John something of its meaning, and made him understand how the master's victory might belong to the servants. Thus, in this letter, he has much to say about overcoming the wicked one and the like. And in the book of Revelations, we never get far away from hearing the shout of victory. For instance, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, or the last promise of all, he that overcometh shall inherit all things. The verses before this text read, This is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. Though they are very heavy and hard in themselves, it is very difficult to do right and to walk in the ways of God and to please Him. His commandments are grievous by themselves. They are a heavy burden, a difficult thing to do. But let's keep reading. They are not grievous for whatsoever is born of God keepeth the commandments? No. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. That, John explains, is the same thing as keeping God's commandments. It is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And what does that mean? Well, let's go back to the never-to-be-forgotten night in the upper room where, with his life's purpose apparently crushed into nothing, and the world poised to take his life, Jesus Christ broke out into an unexpected surge of triumph, and in the midst of apparently total failure, claims astonishing victory, I have overcome the world. He hadn't made much of it by usual standards, had he? His life had been the life of a poor man. He'd found no political influence, no wealth, not even marriage and home. At 33 years old, was about to be murdered. And yet he said, I have beaten it all, and here I stand a conqueror. That switched on a floodlight for John and for all who have listened to Christ on the whole conditions of human life and on what victory and defeat, success and failure in this world mean. People don't usually look at conquering the world like Jesus did. They see it as writing their names, each trying to get his or hers higher than anyone else's, up on a wall with a piece of chalk, and letters that the next heavy rain will wash away. <clears throat> Business, for instance, says, invent a new gizmo and make it pay, and that is success. Well, a person may get all that and more, and yet be utterly defeated and enslaved. By contrast, the poor person, the beaten person, the unsuccessful person who will turn and follow in the footsteps of Jesus Christ may yet say, I have overcome the world. The world continually sings its alluring siren song, calling us to trust it, to love it, to fritter away our priceless opportunities, and even our very lives on its endless follies and character-destroying passions. It shuts out the greater things beyond, nobility virtue, purity, and eternal hope. Those who are lost in its whirlpool of excitement and busyness 
can only one day find it has conquered them by succeeding in preventing them from seeing and holding sweet communion with our Father God. And into the bargain it destroys health, family, honor, and hope, leaving only bitter ashes in their place. John's expressions of battle are sound. May each of ourselves commit ourselves to holy combat for the good of our own souls through the power and blessing and grace and the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Overcome sin and the flesh and the devil to build character by his grace and live godly lives. Have you talked to him today? You have been listening to God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. Reach him by email at G-O-D-S-F-I-V-E minutes at gmail.com. Tune in next time to hear more encouraging thoughts from God's Word on God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. Are you walking in everything God has for you? Hi, I'm Pastor Gary Culp. And I'd like to invite you to check out the Exceedingly Abundant Ministries podcast, available from the Sky High Podcast Network. This 30-minute weekly Bible study will give you time to grow spiritually and get to know God and His Word on a deeper level. God has more in store for you than you ever realized. Listen to Exceedingly Abundant Ministries today and learn about how God can do more with your life than you ever imagined.